It's too late for hate. Welcome to a late night edition of Comical Podcast. Yeah. I'm your host. Early morning. <laughs> All right, fine. Early morning. I'm your host, Justin Corbett. I'm Miguel Garza. And it is about 2 a.m. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> We've been uh, partying since we got off work at 6 o'clock. You call that partying? Well, we did hang out with a couple of cool people today, though. That was pretty badass. Yeah, we did. We did. We went to the uh, Comic Palooza press special that was uh, put on television by the Cube channel. They want our glasses on TV. No, we didn't get an interview for the television, but we did get a chance to talk to a bunch of people about upcoming stuff at Comic Palooza. We set up a few interviews. Yes. Which uh, we still need to hear back from the people, but it was only like seven hours ago, so I'm sure we will <laughs> before too long. Um, <laughs> anxious, are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm just really excited about the whole thing. Comic Palooza sounds like it's going to be a blast this year. Yeah, no, I just couldn't get over the love, man. The love. People were excited to actually talk to us. Uh, that was crazy. I'm surprised how many fans we actually have. Two fat guys. In Houston, yeah. Uh, we met a few famous people. Yes, we did. Uh, we met Booker T. That's right. Sucker. <laughs> and you dig it. He was really cool. He took a picture with us, which you may have seen on our Facebook and Twitter. Yes. Uh, we also met Marie Dahl, who's one of the uh, more well-known cosplayers in this area. Yes, we did. She's a very nice lady. Yeah, she was. Uh, she might actually come on the show at some point. That would be uh, cool. I'm not really much of a cosplayer, but Heather is. Heather's really interested in it, even though she's never done it herself. And I know she would have a ton of questions to ask Marie Dahl, so that could happen in the future. Yeah. Something to look out for. I don't know if any of our listeners have any interesting co- cosplay or not, but, you know, why not explore it? It's, uh, it's I'll all- dress up. Well, I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> you have before. It's nothing new. <laughs> I've never cross-dressed. Well, that's something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want me to wear in here. A skimpy outfit. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't want you to wear anything. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I, I take that back. I do want you to wear clothes, but I don't, I'm not particular about what your clothes are. <laughs> so you will pay me to get dressed. No, I never said that either. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, anyways, we had a couple shout-outs we wanted to give before mm-hmm. the episode got started. Okay. Uh, we wanted to give a shout-out to our... Shout-out! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta yell, man! We wanted to give a shout-out! That's right, get some of this Mountain Dew crepe in your ass. <laughs> I don't know where I put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! That was kind of weak, but okay. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to the uh, guest stars we've had thus far on the podcast, and the uh, future guest stars we may be having. We're schmoozing! Uh, just a quick shout-out to Seek and Omar from Awesome Comics. Great guys. Great guys. Steve Orlando. Oh, another great guy. Writer of Undertow. Oh, yes. Kel Simons. Another good guy. Writer of Mercenary Sea. Mm-hmm. J.C. Delator. Who's that guy? Oh, I'm just kidding, J.C. <laughs> the writer of Star Mage. That guy's funny. We've had a lot of writers. We haven't had that many artists. I know. It would be really nice to get some artists on the show. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, at Comic Blues, we'll have several on the show. That'd be uh, cool. I know for a fact, Neil Adams is going to be in town. Jim Steranko is going to be in town. And I spoke with the head of Comic Palooza, so there's a good chance we're going to get to talk to both of those guys. Nice. The head of Comic Palooza. Which I'm really excited about. <laughs> the toilet guy! <laughs> yeah, Spicy Toilet. He's been one of our biggest supporters. <laughs> A uh, few of our other big supporters, Mike Lapine. Yes. Uh, very active on Twitter. Gave us a great review on iTunes. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Chris Ryder. Yes. 
Uh, he's been with us since the beginning. He was our first really interactive fan. Yeah, you said he's one of our biggest fans, and then he told us he was trying to lose weight. <laughs> That's pretty damn funny. It's hard, man. It's hard to lose weight. Food! <laughs> Food is delicious. Uh, Brian Kearns. Yes! He's from Australia. That's right. And uh, he's definitely one of our biggest supporters. He's actually contributed to our funds. He's contributed towards us getting our mics for Comic Palooza. He's given us money. Dinero. Pesos. But we like him anyways. He's also contributed in other ways. He's posting on Twitter and interacting with us. He was very involved in the Comical Madness stuff. Yeah, he is. So uh, we appreciate you, Brian. You're, uh, you're a good guy. Also give a shout out to our family supports us. Okay. Uh, Eric Lopez, I know he's your cousin. Yes. Uh, in Oklahoma. He's been very interactive. Uh, our wives, of course. Anita, yeah, we wouldn't be here without them. Anita and Heather. You know Heather's been on the show a bunch, and eventually I know we're going to get Anita on the show. Maybe some work. We're going to make it happen. No, she's already been talking smack at home. Like, <laughs> you just don't want... She goes, you don't want this. I think it's setting it up for the comedy roast we've been talking about. Yeah. We're going to do a roast of Miguel. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and she's excited for that. Oh, I, think, I think the listeners will enjoy it. <laughs> and then there's a couple of podcasts I wanted to give a shout out to. Comic Syndicate? Yes. That's jo- Josias and Adam? Yes. Those guys are really funny. Uh, they're some of our competition for the Geeky Awards, but they're really cool guys. We've been talking to them on Twitter since the very beginning. Yeah, they got some really good sex talk on that, that podcast, <laughs> I'm just saying. Their show's a little more... Uh, Sexy. <laughs> a little more explicit than ours, but uh, it's a good show. So if you don't mind the explicit language, you should definitely check them out. Uh, the other one I wanted to give a shout-out to is the Metal Geeks podcast. That one's run by Kerry Gordon, and the other guy, I actually don't know his name, but uh, Kerry is the media coordinator for Comic Palooza, and I was talking with him today. Yes, nice guy. Uh, he's a really nice guy, and I listened to his podcast earlier, and it's actually really cool if you like metal uh, and, and comic books and nerdy stuff all in general, but metal is kind of a requirement. You know I like metal. <laughs> metal likes me. I'm a huge metal guy, so it was right up my alley. But uh, he invited us to participate in the podcasting panel. That's right. At Comic Palooza. So not only are we going to be there doing our own podcast and interviewing people, we're going to be at a panel telling some aspiring podcasters our journey so they can kind of understand, you know, how to get from point A to point B. Wait, 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 wait. So you tell me somebody may ask me a question? Don't worry, I'll handle all the technical stuff. Thank you very much. You can just sit there and look pretty. <laughs> all right. You heard everybody, I'm going to look pretty. And and about me. Am I going to be there? Of course you're going to be there, Merman. All right. How could I leave you out? Hello, I didn't even get an introduction today. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you have to forgive us. We're tired and it's really early in the morning. Yeah, I know. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Lastly, uh, there's a new app for iTunes and Android and your PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Vision Books. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I saw this earlier today. These guys contacted us on Twitter and mm-hmm. sent us a link to their app. We went and checked it out. Uh, basically, right now, it's a free app. And it has free comics that you can download. And they're motion action comics. They have sound effects and moving graphics and pretty good stories. It is really cool, though. I like the motion. The moving uh, graphics is pretty funny. But they asked us if we would mind giving a shout-out to them, so... Shout-out! There you go, guys. Uh, <laughs> if you get a chance to go check them out, all you have to do is uh, do a search for Vision Books app. Yes, and guess what? It's free. Yes, it's free. For, for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's enough shout-outs. I think we uh, named everybody under the sun. Yeah, you're a little long in the tooth there, brother. Well, you're the one that wanted me to talk to everybody. I just wanted to say, hey, thanks, guys, blah, 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 done. <laughs> well, I'm not like that. Did you get the life story? I, I got to make it personal. Man. I understand that. <laughs> it's like back in the day. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was expecting, I mean, the way you were going there. No. Uh, Too tired for all that crap. I got you. <laughs> so let's talk some comics, then. Let's talk some comics. What were your top two books of the week? Top two books will go with number two. Uh, number two is Black Science. Great book. Black Science by Rick Remender? Yes, I know who it is from. I'm just messing with you. I was waiting for you to chime in, but you wouldn't chime. Wake up over there, man. Hello. I'm, a, I'm awake. I was just listening to you. <laughs> 
Yeah. So why was Black Science in your top? Well, if I'm going to say it, I'm going to spoil it. It's a continuation of the fight with a guy who damaged the pillar uh, and the dad of the children. And they're fighting. They fall into this big old cavern, and they wind up amongst another alien life. And they're battling in there and trying to fight out. Because, you know, the dad is pissed because this guy damaged the pillar. He's the reason why everything is happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything goes all kinds of crazy. And, of course, I don't want to say what happens, but I was like, damn. It was a really good issue. Uh, I definitely put it in my top five for the week. It didn't quite crack my top two, which is rare because I really like Black Science. I know. Uh, there was just a few books that I really, really enjoyed this week, and one of them was also by Reminder. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your number one then? Ten Grand. Okay. Ten Grand was my number one book. Again, it's a continuation, obviously, of the previous story. Joe is in hell, and his wife is there, and you find out why he's there. And why the demon, I guess you would say it's the devil, summoned him there or got him there, and you find a little twist in what they're trying to do. And it's just the way he was talking and how the message was being brought across. It just kind of freaked me out a little bit. I really connected with it. It was an interesting plot. It added some depth to the story that it was missing. I really enjoyed it. I like the story. I like the art. J. Michael Straczynski is doing a great job with that book. It's probably the best book he's putting out right now. But it was not in my top three, top four. Well, you're entitled to your own opinion. I mean, they're not as good as mine, but, you know, hey. <laughs> but no, it's, I mean, it's, you know, you find out it's the same old, same old story, you know, heaven, hell. The only reason it wasn't in my top is because there were so many good books this week. There's a lot of good books, but these are my two top. The other ones didn't grab me like these two. But what were your top two? My number two book was Amazing Spider-Man number one. Right. Uh, it's kind of a compilation of several different stories dealing with the aftermath of the Superior Spider-Man storyline. Uh, the initial story is about something we're going to talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, this new character that's going to show up in the Marvel Universe. The second story is just a typical Peter Parker story, him dealing with you know, his new apartment, his new life, the fact that he owns a company, and he's just flabbergasted at everything that Ock managed to accomplish while he was out of commission. Yeah, because he has no idea what the hell's going on. The third story deals with Spider-Man 2099, which he's trapped in Amazing Spider-Man's timeline. Yes. So he's trying to deal with uh, how he could help out this timeline and still find a way to get back to his timeline without you know making any major changes to the timeline. There it is, timelines. I know. <laughs> Mar- Marvel loves to mess with time. Yes, they do. <laughs> but it was good. Everything in the book was really well written. Uh, I really actually enjoyed it a lot. I'm glad Peter's back. Don't forget they touched on Black Hat. And they touched on what happened with Felicia Hardy in Superior Spider-Man. And freaking, uh, what's his name? The guy we just saw tonight. Electro? Yes, thank you. Holy crap, I'm sorry, man. There's that story about Electro, too. Yeah, there's, there's a good story about Electro, too. It's basically five stories in one book. It's really good. I mean, I'm sure if you're a comic book fan, you picked it up anyways, because it's number one, and because it's Spider-Man. Uh, if you haven't, though, I'd really recommend going out and picking it up, because it's, you know, a number one, and it's Spider-Man. <laughs> I got mine. And it's really good. It's really good. Uh, my number one book is the one I mentioned before by Reminder. Uh, it's Uncanny Avengers Annual Number 1. Mm-hmm. I love it when comic books make me laugh. And it's not something that happens terribly often. I'll chuckle once in a while in certain books or whatever, but books don't typically make me laugh out loud multiple times. This book made me laugh several times, like five or six. There's so many funny moments in the story, and it's completely out of continuity. It's just a a fun story that's kind of a step away from the whole convoluted timeline they have going on around Kenny Avengers. Yeah. And it was just a really nice breath of fresh air for those characters, and... It was hilarious. It dealt with Mojo, the Mojo World, and uh, a TV program fe- featuring the X-Men and the Avengers, and it was just really funny. The high school story, that was kind of funny to me. Uh, you, you definitely need to pick it up and check it out. Even if you haven't been reading Uncanny Avengers, it's a great... You can, you can take it as a one-shot, even. Right. Um, it's it's really, really funny. Reminder just knocked it out of the park with this book. That's cool. I mean, you had good choices there. I just, you know, went the other way with the other guys. 
The pick of the week, though. I think we both chose the same one. Yeah, we both definitely agreed on our pick of the week. You um, Southern Bastards. Southern Bastards by Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. It's such a cool book. Doesn't it feel like a bit like Walking Tall? Kind of. Kind of. It's just this guy who rolls back into his old Alabama town. He's been gone for like 10 years, and he went to visit his uh, his father's old house to collect some things because his dad passed away. And while he's in town, he goes to a bar to have a drink, bumps into an old friend of his who's surprised to see him, and then immediately like turns around and says, you need to get the fuck out of town. Yeah, he did. And the guy's like, why? I, You know, this is really strange. And then some guys come into the bar looking for his friend, his new newly reunited friend, and uh, they're going to kill him. And he just steps up to the plate and saves his friend's ass in a pretty spectacular way. Oh, yes. What was the tweet? The tweeter, uh, the tweet's going out. Man, everybody wants to do what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like a Rorschach moment. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> really good. Uh, you definitely need to pick this book up and check it out. The first issue just came out. I think it's going to be a big hit. Uh, there was lots of good publicity for the book before it even came out, and... I have to say, every review I read was actually correct. This book's just phenomenal. It was a great book. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm really looking forward to the second issue. Yeah, that, it was a really good book. I'm glad for you uh, pointing it out. Hey, man, pick this book up. Yeah, good choice again. I and you're on the game! I don't usually like lead people astray, so... <laughs> <laughs> you led me astray tonight, damn it. That's why we're doing podcasts at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, you enjoyed every moment of it. Don't lie. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> of, of what we're going to talk about later, yes. Don't say it like that, man. <laughs> Well, as you know, yes, Comic Blues is coming up. We just mentioned it. We talked about some of the cool things we're going to be doing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still need money. Yes. We still have a lot of stuff we got to do. Man, I'm going to wind up on the street with a sign. we got to buy shirts. we got to make flyers. We're almost there. Almost? Almost. Really? We, we only need like another couple hundred dollars to get everything done. And that's almost there. <laughs> it is almost there. I mean, I, like, I'll cover the difference if we get to the point where it's mi- last minute and I have to pay for it. It's fine. Where's all this money coming from, man? <laughs> <laughs> It's my food budget, man. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> He's going to starve, America. Come on. So tell him, man. Tell him how they can help us out. Well, you can help us out by going to audibletrial.com slash comical and signing up for a 30-day trial of Audible. It's free. It's, well, it's free for 30 days. But it's free. <laughs> and you get one free audiobook. Yes. And, you know, if you enjoy the service, it's only fourteen ninety nine to continue. Which your wife says is an amazing service. It is. There's over 150,000 titles you can choose from. It's easy to use. I enjoy audiobooks. I enjoy podcasts. I enjoy listening to other people talk as long as they don't have annoying voices. <laughs> hey, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, most of the people that do audiobooks have pleasant voices. It's like listening to Morgan Freeman talk. Whoa. Is he going to get another pimp <laughs> <laughs> for explaining things to us? Maybe. But, but, you know, so, you know, you can go sign up for it. You get your book and then you can cancel the subscription. We still get the money, you know, but you'll probably wind up liking it. Yeah, if you cancel it, it's before the 30 days is up, there's no charge, you know, it's really easy to do. But all you have to do to support us is go to audibletrial.com slash comical. Uh, alternatively, if you just want to donate money directly to support the show, you can just go to our website and there is a contribute button that will take you to PayPal and you can send money to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. And we thank you for anything you can give us. We greatly appreciate it. I mean, we're two broke guys <laughs> trying to do this. And we hope you, I mean, we hope you guys really enjoy this show so we can use a little helping hand here. And, and, you know, for the people that do contribute, we're giving something back. Uh, we do have a blooper episode. I finally started editing it. About time. <laughs> There's a lot of funny stuff and a lot of funny material that has not made it to the air yet that mm-hmm. I have to go through and edit. It it's a little controversial. Some of it's a little controversial and some of it's just a little stupid, but all of it's funny. 
Yes, and don't forget, what's big on that? <laughs> and the newest edition, like we talked about a couple episodes ago and last episode, is that Merman has sang some songs on an album called Merman Sings the Blues. Yes, it's an amazing album. It's, it's, it's not that long of an album, because <laughs> <laughs> making songs is hard. But there's at least three or four really funny songs that we've written, or at least we think they're funny, Okay, that you'll get in addition to the podcast. So, All right, so you get the controversial stuff from Comical Podcasts, and you get Merman's album. And you all love it. And all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash comical and sign up, or else contribute directly to us through our link on our website. That's cool. And then send me the email uh, with proof that you downloaded your free book, and I'll keep your email on file, and then when the bonus podcast is ready, I'll send you an email and let you know. All right. And I'm assuming a lot of that information, or a lot of that controversial stuff is probably coming from me, right? Most of it. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you're saying I'm a funny guy. Oh, yeah, you're definitely funny. Well, I know you're a funny guy, so it's time for you to tell me a funny story. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I had two funny stories lined up, okay. and I asked you which one you want me to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you that one. What? Because what? it's so much funnier if Heather's in the room. Okay. Because I know she has another story that plays into it. Okay. So I do have the other story I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And this story takes place when I was 11 years old or so. Terminator 2 had just come out. All right. That's a great movie, by the way. I had seen the first Terminator a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched it with my dad, and he was like, oh, don't worry. It's just robots. It's just fake, whatever. And comforted me because I was a kid, and, you know, it, did, it didn't bother me. Was Terminator 2, I really wanted to see it. But my dad had already seen it, and he thought it was too intense for me. My parents kind of sheltered me a little bit as a kid. <laughs> not not too much, but they, they kept me away from any of the graphic violence or whatever on the movies. Uh, but Terminator See, that worked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm like, like an, I'm an incredible fan of like like hardcore violence. I know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyhow, I had a friend that lived down the road from me. He was like 10 houses down the block from me. Okay. Uh, and I went over to his house on a pretty regular basis. Anyways, I went over there and he had just gotten Terminator 2 on VHS. He was so excited. He's like, man, we got to watch Terminator 2. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to watch this movie. My parents said I couldn't. And he's like, come on, man, you can watch it. You can watch it. He taught me into it. So I watched it. I didn't have to talk you in too much. No, no. I'm pretty easy to convince when it was something I already wanted anyways. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. I was thoroughly just enthralled by it. Up until the moment where the T-1000 skewered John Connor's foster mother through the neck while she was drinking the milk. (laughs) When that happened, I was like, holy shit. These Terminators be walking around looking like anybody. <laughs> like, that was the moment that it clicked for me. Right. And I don't know why that particular scene stuck with me, but it did. And we finished the movie, and I liked it. I was glad that the T-1000 got destroyed. I was like, all right, I'm okay. Anyways, my mom called me and said, you need to come home. We're getting ready to have dinner. So I went all the way back up the road, went inside, and I didn't know something. I did not know that my grandparents had come to visit. Hmm. So, and they didn't live with us. They lived, uh, they lived in Florida, and we actually lived in Oklahoma at the time. So I walked in the door. And I was not expecting my grandparents to be there. My, my grandmother walked up behind me. She's like, hi, Justin. She gave me a hug. And I don't know what happened, but in my head, I became convinced that my grandmother was a T-1000. <laughs> <laughs> and I was terrified of her for the rest of the, the whole duration that she was there. She hugged me, and I was like, oh, hi, grandmother. And then I like kind of backed away, and I looked at her, and she was like staring at me, and it freaked me the fuck out. And I went in the bathroom, and I locked the door, and I was in there for an exorbitant amount of time, hiding from her. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> the kitchen table was right outside the powder room, and my grandmother, grandfather, and my, my mom were sitting there talking, and I wouldn't come out until she got up and left. I don't know what 
the fuck what that was about, but I thought my grandmother was a Terminator <laughs> sent there to kill me. That's hilarious. <laughs> Man. I eventually figured out that wasn't the case, but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Arnold didn't come to save you? No. No? No. There, there was no saving me from my grandmother. <laughs> That's crazy. She did like butters. <laughs> What's that? Where he gets in his costume, takes on his grandma. He, the grandma has the, uh, he puts on the, uh. Professor Chaos outfit? Yeah, Dr. Chaos. <laughs> and the grandmother has her, her thing on too, remember? I remember fighting his grandmother. Well, she hugs him. He's like, oh, no, grandma, yeah. no! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, uh, what does she call it? She calls it something weird too. I forgot. But yeah, I remember what you're talking about. That was funny. <laughs> but that's my funny story. <laughs> well, it's the best I can do at 1 a.m. 2 a.m. Whatever fucking time it is. <laughs> you bastard. And why are we up at 2 a.m.? It's your fault. We're up at 2 a.m. because you decided we're going to go to Comic Blues the thing and at Bedrock and then we're going to go see The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Was it worth it? Very much worth it. Oh my god, I love the movie. Yes, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was awesome. I had, I had a few problems with it. I know a lot of critics panned it, mm-hmm. and I could see why. Peter Parker definitely tries too hard to be funny in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's a good ten minute window where he's just cracking too many jokes and being like too over the top for his own good. But it kind of stops after that. It, it was only the very beginning where I felt like he was being too, too jokey. Uh, the rest of the movie had perfect pacing, and it felt like you know the jokes he was putting in there were like I can see Peter Parker from the comics cracking those kinds of jokes and saving people the way he saved them and doing things the way he did them. And I thought it was really well done. I was really, really impressed with Electro. Oh yeah, I went, in, Fox. I went in the movie with really low expectations for that because I'm not a huge fan of Jamie Foxx's. Mm-hmm. And now you're his number one fan. No, nah, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel's still tweeting that. He's been telling everybody he's the number one fan. <laughs> but but no, I wouldn't say I'm his number one fan, but I was impressed by it. Even though they changed the way the character looks and they you know, made him kind of a pipsqueak in the beginning. That was funny. It, it all made sense and it all flowed really well. And when he becomes Electro, the fight scenes are just so impressive. The whole thing with Spider-Man flying through New York and doing all the flips and everything else, that was really cool. Oh, the cinematography throughout the entire movie was and, really impressive. And the Electro battle with Spider-Man was awesome. And of course, I mean, how, how deep do we want to get into this? Do we want to ruin this for people? Well, we're not going to tell people facts, but I mean, we'll talk about the, the non-specifics of it all. Talk about the other two guys in the movie? Well, everybody knows those people in the movie. It's, no. not, it's not a secret that the three villains of the movie are Rhino, uh, Green Goblin, and Electro. Everybody knows that from the trailer. Did you feel that Green Goblin Spider-Man was that a little intense there? I think Did the guy. I think the guy they chose to play Harry Osborn was an amazing casting. Great choice. Great choice. That guy's yes. Every actor in the movie is is very talented. Everybody in the movie is great. I thought the weakest actor in the movie was Paul Giamatti, and that's like saying something, because I, I love Paul Giamatti. Everything he does that I've seen, I've enjoyed. Well, like I told you earlier, even though Harry wasn't, you know, when he shows up, he has a little part here, a little part here and there, but you still see that turn. You see it, and it's like, man, that's some, that's some damn good acting. I mean, they, re- they basically rewrote the entire Spider-Man origin for the movie. I mean, they, they gave him a way to find out what happened to his parents. They gave him, you know, a lot more backstory than actually existed, you know, they focused on stuff about the spiders. They even, I mean, and in, in conjunction with that, they reimagined the entire Green Goblin origin. Which uh, I know you loved. I really liked it. I mean, it was... I didn't have a problem with it. I, I could go with it. It was, it was fine by me. It all made sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it all made a lot of sense, and it all fit together in a really interesting way. And no, it wasn't true to the comics. But you still have the same characters. You still got the end result. 
And it, it was just really well done. You know, we know that one part that's going to happen because you and I both free comics and we know the history. And I know you're probably laughing at me before, and I knew it was happening. I was like, no, oh. <laughs> but I was like, you know, it was it was so good. That Heather, Heather really got made you feel it. Heather got really emotional during it too. I mean, I guess I'm just dead inside because I didn't really feel anything. <laughs> but it was freaking twelve in the morning, fool. That's why you feel nothing. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with it. But I knew it was coming, so it didn't really bother me at all. Um, Needs to the wizard for a heart. So it's tell me. <laughs> maybe. No, it was it was touching for me, man. It was like, man, they did a really good job. It really got me there. They did do a really good job with it. I mean, I understand why it was emotional. It just wasn't emotional to me because I saw it coming a mile away. Yeah, well, we knew it was hap- what was going to happen. Even even the way it happened, I saw it coming. Yeah. The the ending was kind of abrupt. Yeah. Uh, but it ended in a good spot. Yes. I still have to say I'm not a huge fan of Rhino. I don't like. That's one part I do not like. The the whole. I like I like the character. I like Paul Giamatti when he was just the Russian guy in the beginning. <laughs> uh, don't even ask me to pronounce his name because I can't do Russian. Oh, but, that was crazy, yeah. Um, man, I, I want to see super buff guy in a rubber suit. <laughs> I know, right? I don't want to see Mecha Rhino. Mecha Rhino. Is he fighting Godzilla later? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's fighting Mecha Shark or something. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. Green Goblin was very mechanical. He was wearing like a you know, super powered bodysuit, and then he had the glider, of course. Mm hmm. That's fine. But he wasn't wearing the mask. He wasn't wearing the mask because he was deformed from the oh, origin. It was cool, though, wasn't it? Was it was really, really well done. Electro was wearing some kind of special suit as well. It looked like one of the X-Men. I'm you know, in, in the trailers, they even showcased the Sinister Six kind of preparatory shots. I mean, they showed Dr. Octopus's arms. They showed the Vulture's wings. You obviously know Sinister Six is coming in the oh, next, yes. next one. I saw you glance at me when, I, when it came out. I looked at you, too. I was like, so, oh, yeah. So they have all these mechanically enhanced characters... Why does Rhino have to be mechanically enhanced, too? It just felt like... I don't know. I mean, it could have been done so much better. But the movie was still great. Yeah, I mean, this is very, very small part. Rhino is a very small small part of the movie. Overall, I'd give the movie like a B-plus or an A-. I, I really enjoyed it. So, for some of our listeners who just barely started don't really know, tell them who the Sinister Six really are. Break them down. Tell them who they, give them the six people. Tell them who they are. Well, I mean, it's never completely the same group of characters, but the one that they're going to use for Amazing Spider-Man 3 uh, should be Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus, the Vulture, Uh Rhino, Electro, Uh and then the sixth one's kind of up in the air, but I think it's going to be Sandman. Sandman? I think so. Um, there's also talk that it could be Venom or, or some kind of weird rewrite like that, because I know that the fourth movie is supposed to be a symbiote movie. At least that's what I've heard. I tell you what, man. If they do three and four the way they did two, I'll be very happy. With oh yes, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. Andrew Garfield has grown on me, and I think he's a, a really good person to play Spider-Man. I was very happy with Gwen Stacy. I was very happy with Harry Osborn. Like, like I said, Paul Giamatti was the only one that didn't really fit. How you like Sally Field? Yeah, I think she's fine, isn't it, May? Was Was that not a, also another touching story when she was like talking to Peter? You know about the again, you're dead inside. Uh, <laughs> normal human beings feel that type of stuff. But it's like the comic books that I tell you when we read these comic books when they're so gripping and they get you. That's how it felt. There was a couple of scenes like that in the movie. Great movie. Damn good job. Two dongs up. Two dongs up. Exactly. <laughs> go see it. I'm sure you're going to anyways, but go see it on our recommendation. <laughs> so let's keep blowing their minds, man. I know you got some comic book news, and I know you're dying. You've been dying to talk about this for like a couple days now. Well, I wouldn't say dying to talk about it, but I do want to mention it at least. Nice. Uh, the first Thanks, man, way to build me, do- way to bring me down. <laughs> the first story in Amazing Spider-Man number one. We're talking about the comic again. Yeah. Um, was the story of a girl 
who happened to be at the same lab where Peter Parker was when he got bit by the radioactive spider. And before the spider crawled away and died, it also crawled onto her and bit her. So, Two bites. for the last 40 years, this girl's been laying dormant somewhere with spider powers. I guess she's been using them selfishly <laughs> just to like live her life. But we haven't seen her or heard anything about her. They announced recently that her name is going to be Silk. And she's going to come out as another spider character. But it's kind of interesting. I mean, even though it's kind of doesn't make sense that she's just been out there for so long without being used, I'd like to see it. It's, it's somebody who has the same origin story as Spider-Man. Yeah, I can't wait to see. It's kind of funny because, you know, you see him get bit and you see a spider crawl away. He doesn't even pay attention and then crawls on the girl's leg, bites her, and, like, she's bending down. You see Peter in the background like, oh, okay. Yeah. All righty then. And then we flip over to Hippo Man and Panda Person <laughs> and, like, what is going on here? <laughs> it's pretty funny, too. The stories with Spider-Man in that book are actually pretty amusing. The other big character news, which is really weird, uh, is Angela. Yeah. If you'll remember, she got brought into the universe when all the Age of Ultron stuff was going on and the timeline got distorted. And uh, she teamed up with Guardians of the Galaxy and she's been riding around with them for a while. She's pretty badass. And she is badass. I mean, she was badass in Spawn. Mm-hmm. Now she's just badass with the Guardians. Yeah. Which you know, fits perfectly because I know now the team has two Gamoras. <laughs> yeah, her, her and Gamora get along very well. But they announced, Marvel announced at C2E2 this past week, that Angela is going to become the long-lost daughter of Odin, which means she's going to be a sister to Thor and Loki. Interesting. It's very interesting. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how it's going to fit together, but I'm curious to see. Odin's beard. (laughs) What's up with these gods, man? Seriously. (laughs) Leave it to Mount Olympus, man. (laughs) Uh, Or, excuse me. For him, Asgard. Maybe they're just <laughs> setting her up so they can use her in the third movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at you, man. Conspiracy theorist guy. <laughs> I mean, that could be kind of cool. That would be awesome. A- Angela on screen would be pretty badass, I think. Who would you, who would play her? Oh, it could be anybody. Oh, really? Probably. Anybody mildly attractive that has kind of a dangerous look to their face. And kind of buff. And kind of buff. Well, I mean, you can always buff up. That's true. Level, but CGI. Yeah. <laughs> so, Angela, Silk... What about your boy? Take him out. They also announced the uh, Death of Wolverine miniseries is coming out. Damn. Uh, it's going to be written by Charles Soule, so you know it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to die spectacularly, would you tell me? Well, as, as you may or may not know, Wolverine lost his healing factor. He's been powerless for several months. Deadpool stole it. And No. <laughs> um, it, although that is kind of annoying, because Deadpool Volume 2 ended with Deadpool losing his powers, and mm-hmm. then trying to get somebody to kill him, and then deciding he didn't want to die, and trying to find a way to get his powers back. It, it kind of seems like they're rehashing the same thing with a bigger character. And I mean, Deadpool and Wolverine basically have the same power, except Deadpool's is stronger. Yeah. Didn't Wolverine even get injected with the same serum that they used on Deadpool, and it didn't do anything to him? I think so. Because it was coded the weight healing factor? Uh-huh. I don't know. It, it just seems like there's no reason to really kill him off, but I'm kind of glad they're going to, because... Jesus, Wolverine is in every book, and I'm getting kind of tired of it. Uh, like, I like Wolverine. He was one of my first characters that I fell in love with in the Marvel Universe, but they're talking about a character that rammed down your throats. I mean, he's in the main Avengers title, he's in Uncanny Avengers, he's in X-Men, he's in Uncanny X-Men, he's in all new X-Men, he's in Wolverine in the X-Men, he's in Wolverine, he's in Savage Wolverine, uh, you know, and then he has cameos in other random books. <laughs> like, there's a lot of Wolverine going on. It would be nice to have six months without him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Six months. Yeah, I'm sure they'll bring him back by that time. Course, yeah, you know. <laughs> they'll fix the timeline somehow within the next year, and then he'll just magically be back. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. That's horrible. <laughs> Man, what is this, Dallas? 
<laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Deadpool, though, they announced another miniseries, which I'm really excited about, called Deadpool vs. X-Force. Original X-Force, all right. It's going to take place in the 1990s, and it's going to be Deadpool versus the original team of Cable and Domino and Cannonball and Feral and Warpath and Shatterstar, uh, which, you know, if you know me, you know that's my favorite iteration of X-Force. Yeah. And apparently, Rob Liefeld wrote this story years and years and years ago. Um, not the entire story, but he started it. Then he left Marvel and went on to form Image. And the story never went anywhere. Nobody ever used it for anything because it was incomplete. So I think they drew from that story to do this one. And I'm really excited for it. It, it looks really cool. He said he said himself that this is one of the best Deadpool stories he's ever read or seen, even though it's not finished. Do you know about when it's going to come out? Did they say anything? I think it starts in July. Oh, they start filming? It's not a movie. I thought you said it was a movie. No, it's a miniseries. Oh, okay. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Sorry, man. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's 2.15. We haven't been recording that long. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of another movie. But think, thinking of movies, yeah, they did announce at C2E2 that the uh, Justice League movie is going to happen. They didn't give a whole lot of details about it, but it's probably going to be in 2017. Uh, as you know, they cast Cyborg, and they cast Wonder Woman, so those characters are going to show up in the second uh, big DC movie, which is untitled still, but it's going to be the formation of the Justice League. I'm pretty sure the second movie is going to be Batman versus Superman, but all these supporting characters are just going to kind of show up, and then by the time the third movie comes around, they'll have reconciled their differences or whatever, and form the actual Justice League. Probably wind up fighting Darkseid or something. Probably. Since Marvel's bringing Thanos in, and that's their big plan for Avengers 3, I'm sure DC's going to try to counter it somehow. DC's a little behind. Oh, yeah. They're they're kicking ass on the television show, though. Oh, yeah. Arrow is freaking amazing. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and Flash looks really cool, too. I can't wait to see that guy show up. Yeah. You want to give everybody a conspiracy theory on that? Well, my theory is that uh, if you've been following Arrow, you know there's all the death strokes running around, and Ravage is about to kill Diggle, and all kinds of craziness is going down in Starling City. Oh, yeah. My theory is that Flash shows up, Next episode, and just, you know, Star Labs found the cure for the Mirakuru, and Flash is just going to run around and stab everybody, and uh, <laughs> all the all the Deathstroke people are just going to collapse. Flash doesn't stab. He may poke them. He's not going to stab. He's going to stab them, with, <laughs> stab them with, their, with their needles full of the antidote. Nice. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> you never know. He could be stabby Flash. <laughs> oh, man. I could see it, though. When but, you said that to me earlier today, I was like, you know what? That... Does seem possible. Because the Flash series is going to come on the air before Arrow Season 3 does. And there's only two more episodes of Arrow to go. So Flash has to show up sometime within those two episodes. It only makes sense that he's going to be the one that swoops in and saves the day here. Some of the good shows on TV are coming to an end, man. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s coming to an end, too. Yeah. Man. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s gotten really good, too. Oh, yeah, it has. <laughs> you got conspiracy theory there, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, Ward is still a good guy. He's dirty, man. He's dirty. <laughs> Every, I mean, all evidence to the contrary, I think that he directly works for Fury somehow, or even somebody higher up than Fury, if that's possible in the television universe. And uh, I think Ward is actually a good guy. I will buy you a deep, deep if that's what happens. I'm going to hold you to that. And if I'm wrong, and if I'm right... I get a deep, deep. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold to it until Ward dies. So if Ward dies and he's still a bad guy, I'll buy you a deep, deep. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's a lot of new news coming up with the comic books and the movies and everything else. It's a great time, great television, great movies and everything. Great books. There's a lot of cool stuff. Speaking of books, 
Um, oh yeah, we're doing our giveaway still. That's right. Uh, we asked people to design a four by six inch flyer that we can hand out at Comic Palooza. Uh, I have a makeshift one that I've been using on printed white paper for the events around town, but uh, we're actually going to want really good cardstock and, and nice flyers to hand out. Me on yellow. Yeah. <laughs> It'll actually be like glossy, like photo print or whatever. Metallic green. Maybe. <laughs> Gotta make Merman shine. That's right. <laughs> but we're asking people to submit design ideas to us. Uh, just email them to comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. And on May 8th, we're going to determine one person. Whoever designed the best flyer is going to win a complete series of Thaniel. Yes. From and Awesome a, Comics. Yes, and a great book it is. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Took me out, I just went Yoda on you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait for the rest of the series to come out, but once we have all four issues, we will mail it to you. You know, it's like I said earlier, man, Comical Podcast, the people's podcast. <laughs> you know why? Because we get everybody involved. We want to use their, you know, send us your stuff. We just like to give back. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't hear a lot of the podcasts. I don't know if they do that. I mean, once we've listened to it, we haven't really heard, you know, them doing that. But you know, except we're the people's podcast. That's right. Start that now. <laughs> Keep on laughing, peoples. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, I like it better the other way. <laughs> we like to get everybody involved. Yeah. There is some other things. Uh, free comic book day is this weekend. Yeah, I know. You're tying up my whole weekend, too. Two days from now. Yeah, we're going to be traveling around to a few different shops, um, and then we're going to try to go to the movie theater where uh, Comic Blues is again going to be promoting. That's why we need that audible money, so we have gas money to get around town. <laughs> Houston's pretty big. You seen that map of the Beltway covering a bunch of other places? Man. But yeah, I mean, we're going to do a bunch of promoting this weekend and hopefully get some more people listening to the show. And, uh, you know, of course, getting some free comics because there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Take some more pictures with, you know, with our fans out there. Yeah, if anybody wants pictures with us, we'll be happy to get them. I know, you know, it's, I guess surprise of the love we're getting out there. Just look for the guy in the merman mask. <laughs> He's going to have it with him next, <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> So, yeah, free comic book, 57 comics coming out, I think we said, right? Yeah, 57 titles, um, lots of good ones. Yeah, grown-up ones and kids' ones. We give some recommendations on the last episode, so if you want to hear what we think is going to be good, go ahead and listen to that episode. Hey, why don't you let them shoot the email to you, and you can, you know, shoot back out them. Give, you know, give them the email, and they'll email you, and you can email them back if you want to. What are those, pen pals? <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're the People's Podcast. Come on. <laughs> Where are you doing any work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping you out. Okay. I'll, I'm marketing you, sir, to the world. Uh, I also got an email from Kel, uh, Kel Simons, the writer of Mercenary Sea, asking me to let our listeners know that Free Comic Book Day is not only going to be a physical event. Image Comics is going to be giving away a bunch of number ones for free. I don't have the details on where you can go to download those things yet, but I'm pretty sure you can get them on image.com or maybe on Comixology. Uh, he told me for sure that Mercenary Sea number one was going to be free, so if you've heard us talking about it and you haven't checked it out yet... That's a great way to do so. Yes, definitely get it. Yeah. I mean, it's free. Why not? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's a free book. Costs you nothing. Exactly. Digital copy. <laughs> and that's pretty much all we got for tonight. Uh, we're going to keep this one a little bit short because i got to edit this and then i got to go to bed for a couple hours and get up and go to work. You don't need no sleep. Uh, I need a little bit. <laughs> not a lot. Just a couple hours. I uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, we need your support. Go to audibletrial.com slash comical and get your free audiobook or go to our website and click on the donate button if you contribute that way. Um, we're submitted for Geeky Awards. You've probably seen my tweets. Miguel's been tweeting every day this week and I'm proud of him. That's right. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> um, episode 5 and episode 12 are the two that were submitted. 
we may be submitting another one if we've come up with another really good episode before this thing's over. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see us post anything about them on Facebook or Twitter, please like it, share it, retweet it. We want to get the word out and let those geeky people know that we have a good fan base. Yeah. Uh, also, we are desperately in need of iTunes reviews and Stitcher reviews. So if you have not yet, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could go onto iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review and you know tell us what you think about the show. Or if you know don't like the show, go in there and give us a, a shitty review and tell us what you don't like about us. I mean, That's right. Just say Justin's not doing a good job and you know horse the clues are all over it. Well, we'll take whatever <laughs> we'll take whatever kind of feedback we can get. Uh, we're, just, right. we're just interested in what you guys think. We prefer five stars. Yeah, we do prefer five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Exactly. And of course, you know. This being May, May is going to be so huge for us. We got so much going on, and of course, we got the big thing, which you're about to say now. Comic Palooza! Oh my goodness! I'm so excited! It's uh, only a little over three weeks away, man. Uh, and they're actually going to let us in. There's a good chance we're going to be interviewing some people over the phone ahead of time. We might be able to get some of the comic book men on the show. Uh, Brian Johnson, Ming Chen, and Mike Zapsick are coming to Houston, so it'd be really cool if we could get them on the podcast. Uh, Lou Ferrigno is—I've uh, been told by John that Lou Ferrigno would be an easy get. So we may be able to talk to him on the show. The Hulk! Uh, like I said before, Jim Steranko, Neil Adams, Mike Mignola, they're all going to be there, so we're going to talk to them. So we'll be working hard, is what you're saying. And I've got people lined up for even after Comic Palooza. Yes. Uh, I've been talking to Jimmy Palmiotti, I've been talking to Joe Kelly, I've been talking to Peter Samedi. There's a lot of really cool people out there that are interested in coming on the show, so just keep listening. There's going to be a lot of cool interviews coming up. And, you know, per my Twitter, we have a lot of people who are doing Kickstarters who want to come on, too. Oh, yeah, we're getting, we're getting a lot of people requesting to come on. So Cosplayers now, too. If, if we haven't gotten the chance to say to get back to you or to say yes or no yet, um, it's just because we have so many people. And, you know, we want everybody to be able to come on the show. Like, like you keep saying, it's a people's podcast. That's right, people's <laughs> podcast. So, uh, you know, just get in touch with us if you want to come on, and we'll try to set it up. Definitely. We're not snobby. We'll we take we, we don't want to create any scheduling conflicts, but we'll keep working on it. Yeah, we'll definitely work with you on times and whatnot. It'll be fun. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Uh, just remind everybody, they can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comicalpodcast. Mm-hmm. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at, uh, at comicalpodcast and at comicalpodcast2. That's me. Our website is comicalpodcast.com. Right. Our email is comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and, and comicalpodcast2 at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. But they don't really send anything to mine. Yours is the main one. Make make sure you send Miguel lots of spam, guys. He's <laughs> no, basically send me anything if you just want to reach out. If you're a Nigerian, if you're a Nigerian prince and you need somebody to help you with your bank account, comicalpodcast two at Gmail is the place to go. <laughs> <You're> not funny. <laughs> Don't be hate, man. Don't be hating. It's too late for hate, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people may just want to reach out. My horse minions may want to send me an email at comicalpodcast two at gmail dot com. You ever think about that? If that's the case, then feel free. I won't get a single email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's pretty much it, guys. We're we're really tired, so we're gonna wrap this up. Hopefully, and, it was a great uh, episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed us talking about the movie. Yes, and uh, I promise next week's show will be more of the traditional comic podcast you guys are used to instead yeah. of this rushed, a little bit more craziness, crazy episode. We're we're really high on caffeine right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> you want to close it up? <laughs> Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs>